Welcome, everybody, to True Tech Podcast. I'm Jalen Mann, the host of the True Tech Podcast, and um, in this episode, I wanted to talk about some of the things that came out this week, including iOS 14.5, Jeff Bezos stepping down as CEO, and the Huawei Mate X twofold. So these stories are really, really interesting. So I'd really appreciate you sticking around for the whole entire episode. Um, before we get into that, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is actually you. You can help support the show at merch.streamelements.com slash truetech to help support the show by buying merch. And there's all different kinds of merch that you could buy for TrueTech. There's shirts, hoodies, there's cups, there are stickers, mouse pads, and even iPhone and Android cases. So if you want to check those um, merch for TrueTech out, go to merch.streamelements.com slash Jalen Mann. All right, let's get into the show. And for the first story, it's iOS 14.5. And this has just came out. It's a really, really interesting update since it brings some of the new features that we've never really expected, but are really helpful. Um, and Apple released this around February 2nd. Um, and this comes for iOS, iPad, watchOS, macOS, and all the other OSs that Apple um, has. And they just released all these updates all at once. Um, there are some notable changes that we should be talking about. So the headlining feature, the most popular feature you'll be hearing with this update is if you do have a Face ID iPhone and when you're wearing a mask, you can't really unlock it with Face ID because Face ID doesn't recognize you when you're wearing a mask. So if you do have an Apple Watch, then perfect. This feature is going to apply to you. And with iOS 14.5 and watchOS 7.4, Apple is making it easier to unlock an iPhone when you're wearing a mask. And there's this new unlock with Apple Watch feature that allows the iPhone to use an unlock and authenticated Apple Watch as a secondary authentication method. So if your iPhone detects that you are wearing a mask, um, then it will unlock it if it's near your phone. And uh, it'll say unlocked with Apple Watch. And it, you could just uh, toggle on this feature in settings under passcode and face id and scroll down until you see apple watch and turn that on um so if you're near your iphone with your apple watch and you have a mask on and it's the text you're wearing a mask it'll unlock with the apple watch and if something happens where someone else unlocks it uh your apple watch will say do you want to lock it again or keep it unlocked so that's a really handy feature and you can always lock it uh, with your Apple Watch if someone else has unlocked it that you don't want to. So this feature is just really useful uh, for everyday tasks, um, especially if you have an Apple Watch. And this is always a great feature to have when on the go. Um, and this is just a really cool feature for the Apple Watch as well, since um, the Apple Watch hasn't really been utilized for anything else. Also, for this update, there is dual SIM 5G support. And those who use the iPhone's dual SIM functionality will be happy to hear that iOS 14.5 finally introduces 
um, global support for 5G and dual SIM in all iPhone 12 models. And this was one of the issues that Apple has been having with their phones lately. And now that I iOS 14.5 finally came out, you can use two SIM cards um, and both have 5G on them, which is, I don't know, kind of a weird bug to have in the first place, but I'm glad they fixed this bug. And now it's available in all countries except for China. And also, T-Mobile standalone 5G network support. And according to Reddit, iOS 14.5 also introduces support for T-Mobile standalone 5G network, um, which standalone 5G support allows a direct connection of a 5G network without the need for piggybacking on an LTE network, which allows for better 5G range and lower latency in some situations, especially when you're near 5G towers. Uh, there's also support for a AirPlay 2 for Fitness Plus, and um, Apple hasn't really brought that support uh, for previous updates. And now that they did, it's going to be really useful um, when you're doing your workout on Fitness Plus and you also have a, a TV-enabled AirPlay 2. Um, workouts can be displayed on a bigger screen with this feature, but unfortunately, the Apple Watch metrics are not able to be displayed on the TV when airplaying a workout from an iPhone or iPad. I mean, at least they can um, put the uh, workout on the TV, which is really nice. And you can always just glance on your Apple Watch, which isn't too bad. Also, there is expanded controller support for uh, not only the PlayStation DualSense 5 controller, as well as the Xbox Series X controllers with the iPhone and iPad. So with this update, you can now use PS5 and Xbox Series X con controllers because previously you weren't able to use these controllers for playing games and other tasks, which is really nice to just see the support. And it's also likely that Apple TV supports the, uh, new controllers with the tvOS 14.5 update. And code in the iOS 14.5 update indicates that Apple will add a feature that will allow for multiple people to use the same Apple Card account, which will let family members share a single card, um, which is useful if you do have an Apple Card and you are in a family. This can be a really useful feature uh, for everyday tasks and just buying stuff um, with the whole family. And according to Renee Ritchie, a Apple YouTuber, iOS 14.5 has a feature that allows Siri to call emergency services with a Hey Siri and then call emergency command. So uh, this feature is useful um, when situations uh, where you want to just unlock your iPhone um, and also just call emergency because that might be kind of necessary when you're in a tight situation. But uh, there's also app tracking transparency. When iOS 14.5 is released, developers will need to ask for and receive a user's permission to access their random advertising identifier, which is used to track activity across apps and websites. And some of these apps that do utilize the tracking is probably Facebook, and which is why Facebook is uh, signing a antitrust against Apple and um, Apple has put a lot of privacy and I really respect that Apple does this kind of stuff because this really just allows the users and the people using the apps and services to just know that they're being tracked and whether they want the app to track them or not. Uh, so there are some other smaller features 
as in the podcast app. Um, and it shows some ma- minor design changes that were made to the podcast apps, um, which is just shows, it will just show like a different splash screen, as well as a different kind of easier access to a resume button, which is really nice, especially when you listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there's also a new reminders app, kind of small update, which is able to uh, sort list by due date, creation date, priority, or title. Um, which is useful when you have so many items on your reminders and you just want to find the exact one in the specific order. This is always a nice feature to have, uh, not only for reminders, but also files. The news app also got a little bit of a change um, from the search tab, and the News Plus section has been redesigned with a For You feature and an easier-to-access open tab. So there are new emergency alert settings. If you go to Settings, and then to notifications and scroll all the way down to emergency alerts. You can now tap the setting to disable and always deliver feature that causes emergency alerts to not play a sound when the volume slash ringer is silenced. Alerts for earthquakes, tsunamis, and other similar emergency alerts will still cause your iPhone to sound an alarm according to Apple's code. And like a, a little bit of an underrated feature that no one really needs, but it's kind of nice to have is the horizontal loading screen for iPad and how it when you power it on, um, it'll show the horizontal logo. And, you know, it's just a nice touch when uh, you're connected to a keyboard or have it in landscape mode. But so this feature uh, turns on when your iPad is connected to a keyboard. Otherwise, when you power on your iPad, it'll just be in vertical mode. And there's now emergent emoji search for iPadOS 14.5, a feature that was added to iPhone since the launch of iOS 14. And it's kind of a nice feature to have on iPad since, you know, we're just waiting for this kind of stuff to happen with the iPad. And some smaller features um, that you, you might not notice is how interfaces for typing to Siri and sending me- iMessages with Siri have received some minor design tweaks to use Apple's more uh, compact UI. There are minor design changes when asking Siri to locate a person, um, new sounds for locating beats in Find My App, some updates to Hermes watch faces with new color additions, uh, new colors for beats icons, easier to set up iPad with a cellular connection, um, Apple Watch, when it says Apple Watch to up to date, it'll have a new splash screen which will have a check and you know some of the uh, other benefits. Um, let's go on to our next story about Jeff Bezos stepping down as C- Amazon CEO. You know, he's always just been the CEO of Amazon ever since, I think, the launch. And now that he's stepping down, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he was just not doing the right stuff. Um, but the person who will be replacing him is Andy Jassy this summer. And this is kind of a big news um, because this will kind of transition to the role of the chair this summer, and the looming transition marks the most radical shakeup in Amazon's corporate ranks in its nearly 30-year history. Bezos moves into a new role with a title made for him that keeps him at a company in a position where he will focus on innovation at Amazon and hands off the top job to a trusted deputy. Um, This is probably because he just wasn't really doing much and um, they need a, like a trusted person that has the skill to be CEO of Amazon. So now he's just stepping down. 
Um, but, you know, it's kind of nice to see a new CEO because Bezos wasn't really doing too much uh, for Amazon. But under Bezos' uh, stewardship, Amazon evolved from an upstart online bookseller into one of the most popular internet marketplaces available um, to quickly deliver a vast uh, catalog of products and services, which is really nice. Bezos' creation helped set in motion a massive change in the way people around the world shop and how people began buying toothpaste to car parts to groceries on their PCs and phones. Amazon also triggered a sea change in physical retail, accelerating the shuttering of shopping malls and stores. And uh, the this company has all just accelerated due to the coronavirus pandemic and how people can't really uh, go to the malls and grocery stores. Always nice to have an online shopping website and app. And to make an e-commerce business run, Amazon had to create an array of computer data centers stacked with rows upon rows of servers to make sure the online marketplace can handle the growth um, of the business. And that developed into a new market for the company Amazon Web Services, a giant profit-driving cloud computing operation that now powers websites around the world. And the company uh, Meteoric Growth developed develop, De- delivered massive riches to shareholders and made Bezos one of the richest mans, one of the richest men on the planet. And for all the praise on Wall Street, however, Bezos and his brass knuckle tactics also carried great costs. Regulators increasingly viewed Amazon as a threat to competition, and the company's own workers at times told grim tales about their mistreatment as they sought to carry out Bezos's mission to create a consumer-first everything store. And Amazon for years faced fierce criticism for underpaying workers, all, only to boost its minimum wage to $15 an hour in 2018. So, you know, there were some good things and bad things under Bezos, but hopefully Andy Jassy is going to uh, be better at this job and probably um, just do better. But Bezos's, who just turned 57 last month, set up the transition to Jassy last summer when the company announced that one of his possible successors, Jeff Wilk, would soon retire. That paved the way for Jassy to take the CEO job. So to Tom Allenberg, um, a venture capitalist and longtime Amazon director who stepped down from the board two years ago, Jassy was the obvious choice. And Jassy's... Amazon career is defined by his leading Amazon uh, into a wholly new market, cloud computing, a business the company has come to dominate just as aggressively as it leads in the world of e-commerce. And the fact that Jesse now succeeds Bezos' offers insight into Amazon that the company still values high risk, high reward bets, and is less defined by online shopping than some might think. And Jassy joined the company in 1997 after graduating from Harvard Business School. And at the time, Amazon only had a few hundred employees. So it's not like Jassy is new to this whole kind of Amazon company. He has worked at here since 1997. And he's just been able to uh, be Bezos' technical assistant since 2000s. And, you know, Bezos, is probably, Bezos probably trusts him with the CEO job and role and probably more trusted um, throughout this whole job because of his uh, 
his knowledge and just capabilities on these kinds of things. So this transition is kind of a big deal for Amazon, and hopefully Jossie just does a better job at um, doing these kind of tax, tasks for being a CEO. Um, for our next story, uh, it's about Huawei's new foldable um, on their Weibo page, uh, the Mate X2. Sounds like it should be a more substantial follow-up to the original Mate X than Huawei's last foldable phone. The faster and slightly tweaked Mate XS. Unless Huawei is being deliberately cryptic, uh, the teaser image for the Mate X2 actually suggests that the phone could possibly switch to a different folding screen design with the flexible panel on the inside like the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold line. And I'm glad they're doing this because when you're opening from the outside, from the um, outside to the uh, to the bigger display. This can be a kind of a durability issue, especially when you're putting in your pocket. You know, just doing everyday tasks with the phone and having the foldable display on the outside can just cause a lot of concern and a lot of scratches. And I'm glad that they're going with this design for the more uh, delicate display to be inside, so it's protected and sandwiched inside. And um, some other things that uh, have probably are going to be changed is that it'll have the same likely uh, Kirin 9000 processor that was found on the Mate 40 Pro. And uh, since Huawei doesn't include Google apps and services on the board, limiting the device's viability outside of China uh, will have some unexpectedly quickly with the new Biden administration approach to sanctions. And Huawei's hardware is always worth paying attention to. Um, so just stay tuned for the podcast for when they actually launch this phone. Um, but that was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. And, you know, just listening to this podcast and if you're buying the merch really just helps me keep making these podcast episodes. So just thank you for supporting. And it's been really busy lately with uh, school and, you know, the YouTube channel. So if you want to check out the YouTube channel, you can search up Jalen Man and you can find my YouTube channel for how um, I do tech tutorials and tech news on the YouTube channel as well. But thank you for listening to this episode of the True Tech Podcast, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.